0: The place of faith in prayer. It's, and remember this, in saying about the place of faith in prayer, is a uh, faith is what makes prayer work. Sometimes you don't. People think it's, it's a prayer making faith work. It's faith. Which is is actual what makes prayer work, and and therefore we must understand the place that faith takes in prayer. That that's that's very important to understand the place that faith takes in prayer, so that so that you operate your prayers become more impactful because you are using faith. You, you see what I'm saying? You're using faith. So again, the place of faith in prayer, faith is what makes prayer work. And therefore, we must understand faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going, I think I don't know if you can speak about faith if you don't go to Hebrews without going to Hebrews chapter 11. <laughs> so if you can go to Hebrews chapter 11 and From verse one, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now faith is, thank you. Now faith is, remember, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now think about this. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now listen to the same from Hebrews 11 1, but I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So are there things that you are hoping for? Come on now. Are there things that you are hoping for? So then uh, faith, when you go to the promises of God, then faith is that substance that you need for the things that you are hoping for. So sometimes people are hoping for things, but they haven't acquired the very necessary ingredient, which is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Amplified Classic Version says, Now faith is the assurance the confirmation, the title deed. Faith, mom, it's so good to see you. Welcome. <laughs> now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Now, is the assurance, just think about this, the title deed. Anyone who's ever seen a title deed? Now, faith becomes a title deed of the things that you are you're hoping for. Title deed. Now, now, if you think about the title deed, like we know if you're here of land, title deed, uh, you don't carry the, the, the land around, but you have that title deed. There, That is an assurance that you have a land. That's so? You don't carry it around. But that title, listen this. Uh, you might be, some of you, uh, Many of you are young. Do you have any land anyway? Okay. (laughs) But an example. Which is the farthest you have your land? Farthest from around here? Okay, Giduguri. So she has a land in Giduguri, And it she's here and she has a title deed in Nairobi. All right? That's the evidence. Even though you don't see the land but she has the evidence that she has that land and that title deed is that evidence. All right? But if it comes to a place that you see it, you'll see it. Just as long as I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about with no corruption. You know, Kenya has had issues that you have a title deed, but actually you don't have a land. But I'm talking about the true title deed is you have your title deed and you may not have the land with you here, but you know, you have the assurance that the land is yours. Now, it says is that now faith is the assurance, is the confirmation, is the title deed of the things I'm hoping for. I may not, you may not see them now, or I may not see them with the natural eyes, but as long as I have that faith, it's such an assurance, it's such a, a guarantee, it's a title deed, I already possess. What I'm hoping for. So look at this. Then the substance of things of hoping or of, of things of for the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, and and many times people are hoping for things. Let, let me let me let's let's look at this. In, say in, in this manner. Actually, in prayer, it's because you come and you're praying for things. You are hoping for them to happen. You don't pray for the things you already have. That's common sense. You don't pray for the things that you already have. You pray for the things that you do not have. Is that so? And then when you pray, you believe that you have received the things that you have prayed for. All right? So look at this. So again, I'll say this. We pray for the things that we don't have. Because it's not in our possession then. So are are you seeing the importance of then having faith? In prayer. The importance, because we pray for the things we do not have. So faith is a substance of things hoped for. So faith is what actually makes prayer work. If you don't have faith, then, and, and, and many people, even believers, can do this, that they don't have even faith for anything, but they just utter some words. I've, I've heard people pray some prayers and they like, oh my goodness. Is there, is there any faith in it? I mean, someone utters something like, but is there any faith in it? Have you gone to places where so, let, let's pray, oh, Father, King of glory, you know, have mercy, journey mercy. And people use that, but actually they have no faith. Where does that faith come from? That's important. Let me make some statements here before you go there. So look at this then. So, the amplified classic version says: Now, faith is a substance, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see. So, faith becomes that confirmation, becomes that is that title deed, and is even a, the proof of things we do not see. And it's the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. We're not talking about the senses. We have the eyes. We we are able to see it. We're able to feel it and all that. Faith, that substance inside of you, you don't feel it. You don't see it with your natural eyes. You don't have to feel it. You know in your heart that I have it. That's what faith does. You know in your heart that is a fact. I've I've done over the years things that when they happen, finally you know like, oh good, I have that finally, you you do that but look at this they are not there's no any other way that is going to be a reality in your heart without faith. All right? So do you want to know how then to get faith? huh If we see the substance of things you're hoping for, oh my goodness, then I like to know how I I can get that because if I can have that, I can have the things that I'm hoping for. If I don't have that, then I wouldn't be, and people keep hoping and hoping, and nothing happens. And then many believers, I mean, remember I'm a pastor. I met with so many people, they give up. We've been praying for a long time. What happened? What, what is the basis of your praying? Oh, we have been hoping for God to do it. What's the basis of your prayer? You have to go to the promise. You see? Which is that promise? The word of God. I'm going ahead of myself. I'm, I'm doing so much of a foundation, foundations here. Also, it's critical to know that the Word of God is the will of God. Don't ever forget that, young people. The Word of God is the will of God. So then, you have to, to be convinced, you, you have to go to what is the will of God. The Word of God is the will of God. So do you want to know what you're supposed to do in a certain area? Do you want to know what is the will of God in a certain area? The word of God is the will of God. And therefore God has given us his written will. What we need to do is to read the will and understand the will. And when you see it in the will, that means you can possess it. When you see in the will, let me give you an example. The will has been written by your father. Or your grandfather, most of you, you know, maybe grandfather and his God and your name is in that in that will. Now when you see your name in that will and and he says then he left you with some forty million shillings. You know that you have some money there. Because it's written in the will. So the word of God is what? The will of God. As long as you can see it in the will, it's yours. You see it in the will, it's yours. I see what God says in his will for me. I like, like, like we say in Kenya, Jesus is my personal savior. The Bible is not for your neighbor. The Bible is for you. So you read it with that in mind that this is what God says concerning me. And because he says this, I can believe. So knowing the word is critical in prayer. Knowing the word of God is critical in prayer. Knowing the promise before you can claim it is very important. You must know the promise. This is the promise before I can claim it. What is that claiming? You can say before I can even pray it out. But can I tell you something? When faith is in your heart, many times it's not even prayers that you're going to make. Sometimes it's declarations. You call them in. Those things that be not as though they are. You just call them in. I say, I know this is going to happen. and in the name of Jesus Christ. It will happen. You don't have to, to pray. Can I ask you some Let me give you an example. In Mark chapter 11, we say Jesus, he didn't pray. What did he do? He spoke to the fig tree. He says, let no man eat fruit from you ever again. You see that? Did he pray? Did he pray? He said it. So what was that? And remember, let's go there to Mark 11. Mark 11. Let's start from Let's start from verse. Uh, verse, come on now. Where am I? Oh yeah. Let's start from verse 12. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing from afar fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response. Jesus said to eat. Jesus said to eat. He didn't say, now, Father, I'm praying for this tree to dry. You understand? There are things that you need to do. He shows us an example that, anyway, uh, let's read first. Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. He said it, he said it, he said it, and his disciples heard it. And look at this in verse verse, verse 20, 20, 20, 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. I like, I like, I like to see something there that's really critical. Jesus didn't say anything about the roots. What he spoke was the word. Let no, man eat free, tree, let no man eat fruit from you ever again. He spoke the word. But the word of God, I like saying in this manner, the word of God goes to the roots of issues. Once The word, when spoken by faith, it goes to the root of issues. If there are things that need to dry up, need to dry up they will dry up if there are things that need now to come alive they'll come alive depending on that word of faith that has been spoken the word goes to the root of issues now he says that when they saw the fig tree had dried up from the roots and Peter remembered I said to him rabbi look the fig tree which you cast has withered away what did he say? Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. The, the, the fruit that you cast us withered away. And so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. What is that faith? Is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. So he says, have faith in God. Have faith in God for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, doesn't say even pray. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now look at this. Look at that. Uh, Let's start from verse, verse 22 back there. It says, uh, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. you seen that? Let's go to the next one. For surely I say, one, are you seeing saying there? To you whoever says to, to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he does what? Says he, he will be done. He will have whatever he says. So don't forget this. Faith says. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. When faith is there, what is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When it is full inside of you, I'm telling you, words will be coming out of you and there will be faith wars. And that's the way God operates. His words are full of faith. You operate that way. So you say it. You say it by faith. And, and let, let's go back to Something that said the promises in the place in, in this place is the word of God. I say knowing the promise before you can claim it is very important. Before you can claim it, and has a lot to do with saying. Listen, this sometimes believers, instead of saying things, they cry before God. Remember, man was created in the image and likeness of God and he was given dominion. There is a place of intercession. I'm not talking about intercession. But even in intercession, you have to say. You have to say. You have to claim. You make intercession and you bind the enemy. How do you bind him? With walls of faith. You still have to do that. So there is, there is different kinds of pray, But I'm talking about the place of faith in Prayer, that's critical. You can tell when a person has faith. You can tell when someone has been meditating on the word of God and when it comes out of his mouth, it has power to bring forth what he's saying it should bring forth. You You can tell that. And you can tell when someone has no faith even in their prayer. They wonder. Okay, now... Let me say some things here. If you didn't know what the will of God uh, for you, if you didn't know it is the will of God for you to be healed and and be whole, then you will not pray the prayer of faith. You just don't know. You don't know, you don't know. (laughs) Okay? So faith begins where the will of God is known. Don't ever forget that. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So if you want the will of God in an area, go to the word of God, find out what his will is, and then you can have faith to claim that to happen. Now, look at this. Let's go to to Romans chapter 10. Let's start from verse 1, step by step. tell you tonight, I'm going to teach you. Then you can have faith working. Amen? Then you can have faith, your faith working in prayer. And, and you, you claim some things. You say, now it's done and I'm not going to be praying anymore for it. You know, I already said it in the name of Jesus and it's done. That's it. And I'm not going to pray again about it. What about a thought comes up, we say, no, I'm not going to say anything about that. I already said the word of God and the word of God cannot change. It is done. Amen. Now, now look at this. Brethren, my haste prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. You see that you can have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So your zeal should be according to knowledge. I mean, I've, I've gone to overnight prayer meetings. I did many years ago. Now, uh, I can do corporate, you know, prayer, but sometimes I I do my own type of prayer at night. You know, but I've gone and, and you, you said realize you can have zeal, but you don't have knowledge. You don't have knowledge. But isn't this... For, for not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. In other words, when you come to Christ, that's the fulfillment of everything. Now you enter into the righteousness, which is, let, let me read that scripture from, do you have it there, the Amplified, um, Amplified Classic? Because you can read it from other versions and don't really see the picture. Let's, Let's read from the Amplified Class, verse 4. L- listen this. For Christ is the end of the law, the limit at which it ceases to be. For the law leads us up to him who is the fulfillment of his types, and in him, oh, let's read from the other Amplified. This is too much. I lost all of them except one. <laughs> Let, let's read. Yeah, let's let's read the amplified. The other amplifier. Listen to this. For Christ is the end of the law. Look at this paid to those who attention to those us it leads to him and his purpose is fulfilled in him. The purpose of the law is fulfilled in him, in Christ. You see that? So everything uh, How do I put it? Let me see. So this is uh, before the law, I mean, the law, and then after salvation. So let's talk about, this is the cross. It doesn't look like the cross, okay? But it's the cross, okay? But now, so the law, when it came in Christ appears, actually is Christ the person, is the fulfillment of the law. All right? It's a fulfillment of the law. So from now henceforth, we need to look at him. Him. Everything is pointing at him. By the way, you have to look at the Bible from the book of Genesis to Revelation. Everything is about Christ. If you start looking for Christ in everything from the book of Genesis to to Revelation, you'll enjoy the Bible you'll understand why are you reading about Joseph, the story of Joseph. Do You know it's Christ hidden there in that story. Every, every, Every part of it, you start looking like, oh, I see the plan of redemption in the book. Because remember, he's the one. Now look at this. So Christ is the end of the law. It leads to him and his purpose is fulfilled in him for granting righteousness to everyone who believes in him as savior. What is righteousness? I like a very good definition I got so many years ago. Righteousness is the ability to stand before God with no sense of sin, guilt, or condemnation. No sense of shame, guilt, or condemnation as if you've never sinned, As if you've never sinned. Can you think you can say to him, Father, as if you've never, ever seen. Your sin is his problem, and he took care of it. Your sin is not the devil's problem. So if he brings it up, say, No, I already repented of that sin. God already forgave me of my sin. You don't have to bring it up. Yeah, no, forget about that. I confess that sin. He's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So that's righteousness. So, Uh, Is that clear than the New King James Version? Yeah? (laughs) Okay, let's go back to our New King James Version. Now, verse 5. So it says, For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law, the man who does those things shall live by them. I like saying this, the righteousness of the law does, but the righteousness of faith speaks. Don't forget that. Let's go to the next one. But the righteousness of faith does what? Speaks in this way. The righteousness of faith speaks in this way. And then he says this, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. And then he goes on to say, And who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ uh, up from the dead. Can I say something? Because the righteousness of, of faith, what he did? God already did that. You and I didn't do it. He's the one who brought Christ from heaven. He's the one who went to hell at Hades, and raised up his son from the dead. Our part was to believe what he had already done. Nothing more. Our part is to believe in the finished work of Christ. That is the beginning of faith. Faith begins by accepting the fact that Jesus has been raised from the dead and therefore I can confess him as my Lord and Savior and that's it. That's the beginning of faith in God. Now, let's go ahead. There are which verses are. Alright. So he says, but what does he say? Verse 7. What does it say? What are we looking for? What does it stand for? What does the righteousness of faith say? What does the righteousness of faith say? The righteousness of faith says this. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So I'll, I can rightfully say so, say this. The word of faith is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. It's very important to go to, this is quoted, remember, from the Old Covenant, it's good to go to when that was said. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Wanted to see something there. Moses, the Lord is talking to him, and in verse 11, he says this, For this commandment which I command you today, is not, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It's not in heaven that you should say, Who'll ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that you may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea, in other words, it's not in overseas. <laughs> you know, people who think their solution is in overseas. No, it's not in overseas, <laughs> it's within. No, is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that you may hear it and do it? Listen to verse 14. But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. I asked the Lord years ago. I asked him, Lord, tell me please. Practically, how can I be a doer of the word? And he took me that script. How can you be a how can I be a doer of the word? And he took me to that script. He says this: Have my word in your in your mouth, and have it in your heart. You'll do it. Don't forget that. Do you want to know what to, the, the promise you get the promise and you want to do it? Start saying it. Start saying it. Start saying it. Start saying it. Uh, I, I, I'm a doer of the word. And you start going to that word. And you say, I'm, I forgive people. I forgive people. It doesn't matter what they have done to me. I forgive them. What is happening? You have that word in your mouth. And what is happening? You are sowing it in your heart. What is happening? That will lead you into the action. Into the action of what? Doing it. I asked him, how can I be a doer of the word? So he says the word of God, the word is not far from you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. And now we find the apostle Paul in the book of Romans. He says, this is the word of faith. It's in your mouth and in your heart that it's in your mouth and in your heart. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Have you realized that it begins with the mouth? Did you remember what we read in Mark chapter 11 and, and talking about how many times you're supposed to say? Listen, because you said it once does not mean it's in your heart. But you say it by faith until you can tell it's full in your heart. The saying of the word of God is like Mark chapter 4 says this, the sower saws the word. The saying of the word of God is the sowing of it in your heart. When you are saying the word of God, you are sowing it in your heart. Don't forget that. It's, first, it's, it's being established right there. So you, you can say it at first and you are saying it and you don't even believe it. But look, look at this. I, I heard a, a certain man say this Year, years ago, that he said the word of God. He kept saying, and said, Lord, I don't want to say that. By me continue saying this, I feel like I'm lying. He said, son, you cannot lie saying my word. My word is the truth. So you say, you keep you say the word of God until it's established in your heart and you believe it. When believing, now strikes in your heart, you are ready to do it. You see my point? So don't forget this. The saying of the word of God is so critical because, so good to see you, Pastor. The saying of the word of God is so critical because you are sowing it in your heart. It's very critical right there. That you must have this word in your heart. It cannot work if it's not in two places your mouth, and in your heart. And I'm telling you this. You say it long enough, it fills your heart. And when it fills your heart, out of that abundance comes out faith. And when you say it, you can have what you say. You see, my, you, see you see, what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, if you respond, that will be better. Now, going back to Romans 10, that, that's very critical. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. You can tell if someone has faith by the words that are coming out of their mouth. Faith speaks. And I'm get, again. I'm saying this. It's not all the time that you have to be praying and praying and praying. There are times just for saying. Why? Kings decree. They don't pray. And pray. King's decree. There's a time that the word of God, has that promise of God has become so full in your heart, all what you need to do is to say it. And when you say it, you know it's done. I, I remember one, one morning, um, years ago, I was dropping my wife Tina to work. And right there, there you go. in fact, this new road, so it's not so many years ago, the new Dika road, uh, road. So, as, as you're driving down from the roundabout up there, and you're driving down, joining the Kiambu Road, and it goes up towards Pangani, Those are, it was in the morning. A huge uh, trailer is, is going up, and it started coming back, and there were vehicles, saloon cars behind. In the morning, I think before 8, it was before 8, you can think of the destruction that it was going to cause. I'm telling you, I knew when that faith left my heart. I said it loudly. I pointed at that trailer. I said, in the name of Jesus. It stopped. And and went towards the petrol station, if you know what I'm talking about. And went towards the petrol station. There was no incident. Think of the saloon cars. Without our behind, and that trailer going back, back, how many people could have died out of that? I, uh, I spoke it so loud, I knew faith left my heart to stop that trail. I knew it. I told Tina, I know that. <laughs> and it stopped right there. Just think about this. Uh, just think about this. If that was not a declaration of faith, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh, how many people will be dying? Sometimes you do that. Listen, listen this. We have we must fill our hearts with that word of faith. That remember, faith is released through words. You said it. Come to a place you're so full. You're your it. And when you say it, you know it's done. I like when that reaches to such a place. You know that. That's it. It's done. That's it. It's done. So I'm t- what am I speaking to, uh, to you about? The, pra- the place of faith in prayer. That's critical. It's faith that makes prayer work. It's not prayer that makes faith work. It's faith that makes prayer work. So you must have that in, in your heart. Now then, let's continue here. In verse. So what does he say? Verse, we saw that by what does he say? We saw that what does the righteousness of faith say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Now, is that critical for us to say? The things we say? Is it important for us to be aware of the things that we are saying? Yes. Yes. That's so why you'll never hear me joining with people of complaining about fuel prices. You can complain. Who does it help? I told you even when it was two shillings a liter, people still complain. You, you understand? You really have to start up your. Heart, but allowing faith to stir up your heart until you just, you have it settled inside of you. My God is my supply. That's it. My God is my supply. And you know that. You just established that. I'm so glad. I'm telling you, I'm so glad. Uh, things change and all that, that's fine. Things change. But listen to this. We must have faith in your heart that is established. That you never go to God as a person of faith. Now God. Look at the fuel prices. Look at the food. It's a where do you live? Remember I spoke for months and months. Our citizenship is in heaven. You have to establish that again. You have to renew your mind. That's why the words coming out of your mouth are so critical in the renewing of your mind. Now, so that so the righteousness of faith says this. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. That if you confess, that is what the, right, the, the righteousness of faith says. If you confess with your mouth. You see the, the part of confession? The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. But where does it say? You, be, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Don't ever forget this. Believing is of the heart. Not of the head. You don't believe with your heart. You believe with your heart. Believing is of the heart. Believing is your, your spirit. And that's where faith actually resides. Look at this in verse 10. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon his name. Pay attention to verse 13. Because you're talking about prayer. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you seeing that? For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can we have it please from the amplified version? Because I'm talking about prayer. Amplified, not classic, the Amplified version. Listen to this. Look at this. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. Are you seeing that? For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. Now, we know that has a lot to do also with saying. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. Let's go to the next scripture. Let's see if we can read the same version. It says this, the same one. But how will people call on him in prayer, since you already established that? You've seen that? Oh, let's go to the New King James Version. That's fine. That one's mouthful. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. You saw that. How then shall they call on him, since you have already established in the Amplified, how then shall they call on him in prayer in whom they have not believed? So so you're talking about the place of faith in prayer, therefore for you to be able to pray, there has to be something that you believe in your heart. And where is, what is supposed to was supposed to be there in your heart? Faith. You see that. How then shall they call on him? they have not believed. So to call to call the Lord in prayer, then he has to be, that you have believed. What have you believed? You have believed the word of God. Some people say, we need to pray until we believe. No, you can't. You can't. That's a cat before a horse. Is that so? Or oh, let me say it better here. That's food before. Uh, uh, food before coconut. and horse. We don't have horses here as such. We don't have food. Okay? how then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? You see how critical that is? is—is having, be, having believed. Let me put it in this manner. Okay. At all today, I'm going, going to teach you the ABCs, actually, of prayer. And using your faith. So call is here. Okay. At the end. You call the name of the Lord. The amplifier says in prayer. All right. Only Martin can answer. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one. it says how they shall they call on him. In whom they have not believed. We saw the amplifier says in prayer. And how shall they believe in whom. In him of whom they have not heard. So the, what follows next is hear what? So to call, you have to do what? To have believed. And where is that believing? Where is it? It resides in your heart. And then it comes before then you have you must have what? Heard. So hearing causes believing. You hear right you believe right. You hear wrong, you believe wrong. And the way you believe is the way you speak. You say, you call out, you say. And the way you say is the way your life goes. Alright? So it says, then how, how they call whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in whom they have not had Hearing so important. And how can they hear without a preacher? So here comes in. How can they hear without preachers? You see, no, now without a preacher. So can I tell you something very critical? The one you listen to. Wrong preaching causes wrong hearing, wrong believing, and this is actually a lifestyle that was going to come because. This is what is deciding actually the turnout of this life. That's very important to hear. You hear the word, you hear faith being taught and you you believe right, you live right. All right? And now since you're talking of prayer, you pray right. You see what I'm saying? Now now look at this and then he says this, whom they have not heard and how can they shall they hear without a preacher? And then it goes to verse 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? So that's critical They are to be sent. This is what Jesus said. As the Father has sent me, so do I send you. That's in John 20, 21, I think. As the Father has sent me, so do I send you. So we do as he's told us to do. So the other preacher, and then he say, as the, the, so the preachers must be sent. I keep saying the preacher is sent and the gospel is not free. It takes some partnership here for this preacher to go. All right? To carry that word of faith. Now it goes on to say who preach the gospel of peace who bring good tidings, glad tidings of good things. Let's go to the next one. Uh, But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? In other words, they had, but they did not believe. And it goes, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So hearing here is what is bringing what? Faith, which is equals to what? Believing. You hear and keep hearing, and here comes now the Believing. Now, you start calling out the name of the Lord and you start saying the things that you believe in your heart, you'll have the results. Let me show you something here, which many times also you take for granted. Let's go to Joshua 1 8. Joshua. one eight. Listen to this. You can hear, like what I'm speaking the word of God. You can hear it, but it will do you no good. And you'll start taking that word and looking at it in your eyes, with your eyes like what Joshua one eight says and start saying it. That's critical really. There. You have to start saying it. I, I like saying it in this man. Your words precede you. Your words. Did I say precede? Uh, precede is the right word, not proceed. Your words precede you. Your words go into your future. Ah. Very good example. I've, I've used this illustration so many times. Ah. Uh, if I say, okay, uh, fortune, if you can meet tomorrow then at, uh, the Newstown Hotel at, or oh, I can say on Sunday, let's meet on Sunday at Newstown Hotel at 4 p.m. You understand? Usually on Sunday at 4 p.m., when in my, I'm in my pajamas. After preaching, I go shower, eat, and buy pajamas and dozing off the couch <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't go to places. But let's say it's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon on, on Sunday. So you say, let us meet at four o'clock at New Stanley Hotel. Today we can say it. We can say it now. Let me give you an example. We're talking, I was talking with Pastor Michael Hodson. Many of you know him from Agape Faith Church. We, we're talking about Next year, 2023, we are looking at the dates that Pastor J.B. Whitfield, most likely, and Pastor Michael, they can come with a team to, to, to this church. So we are looking at August. We are looking at Friday 11th. Did you know it's Friday 11th? It's 2023, August. <laughs> you know it. yeah. So we are, we're discussing that and then say on 12th you can rest, and then on 13th you can minister in church, and then on 14th you can have VBS. It's in the planning. It's still in the planning. It's not put on concrete. But look at this. Our words are going into the future. And what happens? You speak those words and you start aligning yourself to the fulfillment of those words until they manifest. What have you been sending into your future? What have you been sending into your future? What messages are you sending ahead of you? I sent mine. If the Lord tarries over eighty, my back will be just be straight, just like you're looking at me. I already sent mine. They'll be there. I will not go this way. You understand? Know, and not a poor grandfather. I cannot be. <laughs> I tell my my, 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 my nephew. Is uh, it recent? You're telling me something? Oh, uh, oh no. You know, I talked to my dad and. He hasn't sent me the money. I said, oh, don't worry. You have a rich uncle. And he he laughed. I said, yeah, that's exactly what you have because I'll send you that money. Uh, I won't say that. Okay, say you're a broke aunt. <laughs> that's what you'll be. You understand? You are, and, and I've done this over the years. Um, when I'm with Tina's sisters, I tell them, that I am your favorite uh, brother-in-law. So I I keep saying that. And when I'm with my nephews and my nieces, I'm your favorite uncle. You know that. Okay? I can be with my sisters and say, I'm your favorite brother. But I can't say that. Come on now. What are you doing? So you want to be the worst of all them siblings? A black sheep? Sorry. (laughs) No, I call those things uh, be not so there. But do you know what? Until they are. But do you know what? With that, I relate well with my nieces. They can ask me, nieces and nephews, they can ask me some questions. That I'm telling you, don't let my brother hear this message. That they can ask my brothers. (laughs) But it's true. And I kept saying it over the years. I kept saying it over the years. You have to say, faith Speaks. Where are we? Joshua one eight. This book of the law, don't think in terms of the law, think about the word. Shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Now you need to understand that word meditation is not like people think, keeping quiet and just closing your eyes and thinking. No, this is a Hebrew meditation. The Hebrew word for this is Hagar. H-A-G-A-H what it means to H-A-G-A-H it means to matter. M-U-T-T-I You're speaking. You're confessing. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. This book of the law. The scriptures that I say every day actually. Every day. I keep saying them. I keep saying them. I endure long. I am patient and kind. I, and I keep saying them. What am I saying? I meditate on that. What is happening? I, in, if you start checking out that meditation, mostly so much in the book of Psalms, you see in the Old Covenant, when he's talking about meditation, they actually connect that word with the mouth. You can find in the same scripture, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Meditate and mouth, you say. You keep saying, you keep saying, what is happening? I tell people, listen, faith does not come by reading. Faith comes by hearing. So in your reading, you need to say, so that whatever you are saying, your ears are hearing. And when those ears are hearing, they're hearing you, the preacher. And you believe in what you say. They're hearing you, preacher. They're hearing you say the words that you are saying. As you say, you are hearing what you are saying. What is coming into your heart? Having heard, faith is coming in your heart. You keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Faith is coming in your heart. Faith is coming in your heart. Like the way Dr. Jerry Savelle says, faith coming. Comes. Comes. As long as you're hearing the Word of God, it keeps coming. It keeps coming. So you have to allow yourself to expose yourself to the Word of God. Faith does not come by reading, faith comes by hearing. That's what he says this. Joshua, if you are going to have these children of the, the people of Israel inherit the promised land, then this, this word, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, you matter, you confess it, you repeat it, day in, meditate in it, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all, all that is written in it. Now listen to this. Shall not depart from your mouth, you shall meditate. So, the word of God is near you, It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Don't forget that. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate. You are saying it so that you may observe to do. If you don't have the word of God in your mouth and in your heart, if you don't have it fast in your mouth, you'll never have it in your heart and you'll never do it. You have to. I'm telling you, I've I've, I've spoken a scripture, Second Timothy one, seven, almost every day. And listen to this. You must go to the word then and look at it in the eyes and say it. It's not faith does not come by having heard, it comes by hearing. It does not come by having had. It comes by hearing. So you must hear. it's not what I had yesterday. you hear. How many breakfasts have you had all the years you've lived? The last one you had in December 2020? How many breakfasts you have? And you always, even tomorrow, you just something. So, listen this. It, it, those breakfasts is not having hard breakfasts. You have keep having them every day for you to be filled. Instead of, you have to think in those terms. Listen this. Very critical here is uh, the natural things actually display how things are in the spiritual. There's a scripture in the book of Romans. I won't read it. But actually, they show. The, the what is in in the spirit? That's why Jesus used natural examples to illustrate his teachings. He said that the sower sows the word. Of course, you know he wasn't in farming. He wasn't talking about farming. He was talking about the kingdom of God. The sower sows the word. What does he say? The word. I mean, the sower sows the seed. But he says what? The seed is the word. And it's just talking about the soil is the heart. So how do you sow the word of God into your heart? By saying it. Don't forget that. By saying it. The word first is in your mouth. And then it gets now into your heart. But if you say it long enough, you believe it. And when you say it now, you have what you say. Because you've believed and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen? Over the years, and, and you know, Tina and I, over initial, initial years of our marriage, uh, you know, like driving and something happens that that kind of like, or just something that, that can be dangerous, she said, ha! Ah! I said, well, how does that help? Ah, what's happening? You know, I've heard people say, "Oh my gosh, what, what is gosh? Can you have you ever thought about it? what is gosh? Really, what is gosh? Have the name of Jesus in your mouth. Stop about those gosh. Gosh is what. I mean, we we pick even some Western words that mean nothing to us. Can you say, "Tell your grandmother gosh"? I I say, "What is gosh? Make it." You know <laughs> what is this gosh you're telling us it means nothing but listen this what about if you could use the name of Jesus? Jesus you know and Jesus with faith Jesus with faith you see that does' something but when you say gosh it's because that's what is in your heart so it's coming up listen this. Whatever pressure you're going to face in life, anytime. I tell people, whatever you're going to face in life is critical of what you've been depositing before them. And then you rather keep quiet than to say anything in that time of pressure. Just keep quiet. Or say, praise God. That's it. And then what do you think about it? Nothing. Until I have the word of the Lord, I will not going to say anything. No wonder James says, "What? Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to act." So this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. I was saying, I was telling you that I've confessed that Second Timothy one seven, and this is the way I confess it. And I look at it actually. Remember, I was telling you, faith does not come by having had, for God has not given me, Father. You have not given me a spirit of fear. I'm looking at it. But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I fear no man. I fear no devil. I fear no evil. I fear no death. I fear no cancer. I fear nothing. In 2020, I added COVID. I realized it's nothing. (laughs) But I did. I really added that. I, I, I remember I remember when they, they said I had COVID. I mean, I just knew inside of me. There was no way I was going to die. I was not going to die. I knew that. I, I remember. I had to, of course, I had to go to another room and I went to my study. That's where I was put a small bed. And then uh, Tina checked through the uh, kitchen kitchen window. It was about six six. 6.30, 30 and it was dark in the room. And she thought, My goodness. No, no. She said she checked at 6, I hadn't woken up. And then she went and she thought, man, she she's he's still asleep. How come? Checked at 6 30, still it was dark in the room. She came to the window, I had a knock. Honey, I said, Yes. Oh, sorry. I just was, oh, you are there. <laughs> She literally told me, I got concerned because I know you wake up early. I told her, my goodness, I could barely sleep. And then when I, when I slept, I think around 5 o'clock, I tried coming out of bed. And you know the one you sit and you just go back, you just want to sleep? I had no strength. And my, my, my sister told me that, oh, so you have been indoors so you must have been reading the Bible and, and, you know, praying. I say, you're kidding me. I didn't have strength to read the Bible. The word which was in me was the one which was keeping me. You don't have st- Listen, you don't have to, you don't wait until the time of crisis to try looking for the scriptures. You need to leave that word inside of you. Every day you need to have it inside of you. In the time of crisis, it will carry you through. Don't ever forget that. All right? I've gone to Mount Kilimanjaro. I can not tell someone that uh, you need to wait until when you start going up Mount Kilimanjaro, that's the time you need to exercise. You can't. You don't reach anywhere. You have to. Can I hear you, man? <laughs> can you imagine you're going to Mount Kilimanjaro and that's the time you're exercising, going up the mountain. You don't have strength to do anything. You don't have even strength to walk. Many people wait until the time of crisis and they start to uh, try to acquire faith. It won't work. But can I tell you something though? The mercy of God will keep you. But you'll go through a lot. Which you could have avoided. Alright. So let's finish this quickly in verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate. In it day and night. That you may observe to do. According to all that is written in it. For then, you've spoken it, you'll be meditating, still matter, and then, and then uh, with that you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have what? Good success. That's critical, church, for our success right there. That's critical right there. We must have that word over and over again in our hearts until it's formed in us. Don't forget this. How, how do I put, let me, let me back, go back to my notes and then see if I can bring out a point here. So, having said all that, whatever the promise, whatever the things you're hoping for, you must go to the Word of God and find out what does the Word of God say. If it's healing, you have to go to the Word of God. What does the Word of God say concerning healing? And you start looking at that, and you start saying it, what the Word of God is saying, what is happening inside of you, faith is coming. You say it. You say it. You look at what the Scripture say. You put your eyes there. You are saying it with your mouth. What is coming in? Faith. You are hearing the words. You are speaking them with your mouth. They are coming into your heart. Faith is coming. What is happening? You are ready for action. The word of God is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do what? You may do it. If you don't say it, you won't hear it. If you can't hear it, you won't have... It don't affect your believing. And if you don't have that believing in your heart, you can't act according to the word of God. It's a process over and over again. And listen to this. When you say the word of God long enough, you'll be so convinced concerning that promise. And you don't have to try to pray it out. You will say it and it will come to pass. You just say it. All right, let's go to the, back to Hebrews 11 as we wind up. So remember I said, I was talking about the place of faith in prayer. Faith is what makes prayer work. It's not prayer that makes faith works. It's faith is what makes prayer work. Why is that so? Let's go back to Hebrews 11 from the New King James Version. So now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So what do I need for the things for for the things that I'm hoping for? I need a substance. I need faith. How does it come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. For by it faith The elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, he understand that the walls, plural, were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Let me give you an example. Very simple example. You go to Times Tower, it has how many stories? Let's say 20. 20 something, okay? But let's say you are going to the 20th floor. All right? When you go there and you, ent- you enter the lift, what do you do? You, you, you click there, zero, where you are. Where do you click? If you click zero, you'll stay right there in zero. You'll just be waiting. I'm going to 20th floor, but I'm, I've, I've just placed that. You'll stay right there. But what are you supposed to press? Where you're going. So what does that what does faith faith do? You, what, what are you doing by that? You're calling those things that be not as though they are. Faith is like you're shooting at 20th floor, though you are at ground floor. That always you have to do. This listen, the words that you are speaking, if you keep saying those words, same words of the stretch, the place that you are in, you're going to remain right there. But when you start saying where you're supposed to go, that's what is going to happen. You go to the 20th floor. You, you, you see the, the illustration. That's very important because people say, yeah, but I don't like, you know, saying something that I haven't seen yet. Or you remain where you are. What are you looking for? The things you're expecting. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You're hoping for those things. Therefore, you better be calling them in And and live that way and believe that God is going to do this. Exactly that. I told people, if I look at my bank account, however the amount is there, that doesn't move me. I'm serious, it doesn't. I'll shout, I'll say the word of God concerning that bank account. If this ministry depended on what is at hand, we could have never done anything. Until, uh, as over the years, I sat down in those meetings with Pastor Wade and Carl, uh, and Pastor Wade, and uh, you look at the amount of money and you look at the things that you're supposed to do and feel like, God, how is this going to be done? Faith. You keep moving. You keep moving. You keep calling those things that be not so there, and it happens. And you keep moving forward. And over the years, you realize, my goodness, we've come so far. What's that so? You're making one step at a time. Words of faith. Calling those things that be not as though they are until you see the manifestation of it. The future is bright. Take the words of faith and start saying what the word of God says. The word of God has never failed. Start saying. People, listen to this. They associate with people. that just don't speak faith around you. Young people, they are talking about there are no, you know, there are no opportunities. Nowadays, you know, you don't know what you're going to end up doing in life. Don't stay there. Don't stay around that person. Go to the word of God. Say, God, I've seen the scripture here. Before you formed me in my mother's womb, you knew me. So it doesn't matter if people don't have jobs, I have mine. Amen. you start saying that. I have mine and mine is good. And a certain young man, I, I had him say that. Oh my goodness, we, 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 you know, nowadays you have to come out of college and then tamak. Like I say, why do you have to tamak? Why do you want to tamak? But this is the norm. Why? Which norm is that? Go to the Bible and find out what the word of God said. Don't get into those norms. That's what is happening. It doesn't matter. What does Psalm 91 say? A thousand at your right hand? At your side? Ten thousand at your right hand? But what does he say? It shall not come near you. I like the way I had someone say this. That it means it shall not come near you. If it came to nine, 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 you know, nine thousand, nine hundred and ninety-nine. You shout even louder. It shall not come near me. In other words, even 900 and nine, you are the ten thousand one, but nine hundred and nine thousand and nine hundred da, 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 whatever it is have been touched. The Bible says it's still it shall not come near. You. Faith. Believing, what the word of God says. People, uh, until that is settled in our heart. We can even parrot in prayer, and nothing happens. Don't forget this: every religion prays. Don't forget that. Every religion prays. The people even they still, and you know, you've seen you've seen during a special close to the elections when the elders appear from different places. <laughs> you've seen that. Uh, the the one that make me laugh is this. They call it enduring cheke or something. They, they appear enduring cheke. You know, they, they just have to appear somehow with their prayers and whatever the whiskers they, they use. They use. I mean, every religion prays, but what is the difference between yours and mine? Uh, yours and 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 what you believe on the world and and the all other religions is the living word. Of God, but we must follow the principles of faith so that we can see we can see results in our prayers. Listen to this: if five people are called to pray, and they are different religion, religion, you need to stand up, and when you pray, they realize there's something different about your prayer. Why is that so? What's the difference? Faith in God. Amen. Two more scriptures, than we end. <clears throat> Look at verse 6, verse 6 of Hebrews. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you see, the place of faith in prayer, without it, you can please God. If you don't have it, you can't please God. Then what's your prayer for? It has no power. You see what I'm saying? So, but, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must do what? Believe that he is. Why have, will he believe? Having had. Having had the existence of God. You've gone to the scripture and said, this is the reality. God, believe. I believe that God is, and not only that, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You have to believe he is. Why do you believe he is? Because the word of God is the evidence that he is. And not only that, Whatever you do, you're seeking, he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Church, the rewards of seeking him, the rewards of walking by faith. I'm telling you, the peace that you will carry all through your life is because of that. You being a seeker of God and you chose to walk by faith. Amen. Did you receive something tonight? So don't forget that faith, the place of faith in prayer. Please stand up on your feet. The place of faith in prayer. I'll say it again. Faith is what makes prayer work. And you have to make sure that over and over again, it's right in there. It's right in there. Just, just faith is coming. I wake up in the morning, so, you know, I have to go to my Bible. I have to go to the scriptures. But listen to this. When I'm preparing, I still listen to messages. That's critical right there. You listen to messages. What is happening? Faith is coming. I tell people sometimes, believers, I've I've seen over the years, believers listen to music. And they listen to music. It's not like they're worshiping. They listen to music. Wonderful, listening to music. But listen to this. You need to listen to the word. Not just music. I tell people it's just like drinking juice all the time and you're not eating food. The word of God is solid food. You need to listen to the word of God. And what happens, you won't now be listening to music, you'll be worshipping with what you're hearing. That means there's some music that you'll never listen to. You, you see what I'm saying? People just, have, just they have music playing, but they're never concentrating with what is going on actually in those songs. But when you have the word of God, what will happen? It will no longer be music. It will be a vehicle to worship the Lord. Because when you hear something, I worship you, you realize your heart is actually worshiping the Lord. Let me read this scripture here of what I'm saying in Deuteronomy 30 quickly. Go back there to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30, verse From verse 11, that's where we read. But I want you to see something here. So he says the word is near you. And then he says this in a... Just a moment over here. Yep. Okay, look at verse, verse 15. Verse 15 says, See, I have said before you today, life and good, Death and evil, you see that. Go to First Peter three eight, and then I'll, we'll come back there. First Peter three eight. He says, "Finally, all of will come go back to determine. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love us, brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary." blessing knowing that you are called to this that you may inherit a blessing say i'm called to this that i may inherit a blessing look at verse 10 for he who would love life and see good days let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. What is this evil? What is this deceit? Everything that is contrary to the word of God is not the truth. And then he says, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. But do you see that he says, who love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. Good days are ahead, but listen to this: death and life are in the power of your tongue. You can choose to speak to speak life us. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 30. I'll show you something there quickly. And they see I've said before you today: life and good, death and life. In other words, if you want to see life and good, speak it. If you want to, if, if that's what you desire to see, death and evil, I don't think it's anyone's desires here. Yeah. Don't speak it. Don't speak death. Don't speak evil. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. Look at verse 17. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear. Are you seeing that your heart turns away, that you do not hear? What are you not hearing? You are not hearing. The, he's telling the children of Israel, "You are no longer hearing my commandments, my statutes, my judgments, and you are not walking in your in my ways. Then, if you turn your heart that you no longer hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely." But I want you to see a process here. Your heart turns away from hearing what? The word. And what follows next is so that you do not, so you do not hear that means that affects the someone's belief system. Listen, they can sing songs but they don't know true worship. Because true worship is based on the living word of God. It's not what all is called gospel music. It's gospel. There are some, they have no worship. True worship is based on the living word of God. He says this, but if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, it begins first by stopping to hear the word of God. But as you're constantly hearing the word of God, what will happen is this, your heart is drawn Toward God, and you're always releasing what? To worship. Amen. You know, I hear sometimes it's not in this church, but I've had in the past that even not in this church, really. But I've had praise and worship, you know, praise team and, and choir. But they don't read the word of God, they just sing. You've had they, they want just to see. As is to see. You sing what? You, you're supposed to be singing psalms. In other words, you're supposed to be singing the word of God. You can't say I'm singing a song and yet you don't know the word of God. It's that relationship that brings that, that, that richness of worship before the Lord. Amen. Just lift up your hands and just thank the Lord and bless him. I told you tonight I was going to teach you. Hallelujah. Just thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him for his word. I'll tell you this, just lift your voice and say, Lord, I'll be hearing your word now. I choose your word. I choose your word. I choose your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just make up your your mind and, and just open your heart before the Lord and say, God, I'm going to honor your word. I'll give it first priority in my life. Your word is the truth. Your word is pure. Your word is precious to me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every single one of these. For the spirit of wisdom and revelation concerning the functioning of the kingdom of God. The opening of their eyes, the opening of their ears and the opening of their hearts concerning the realities of the kingdom of God. Father, there's some who are young, very young in this house. I pray, Father, for such a supernatural opening of the understanding concerning the kingdom of God. That they may know. You've said this is eternal life. That we may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ who you sent. And that they may be known, Father, for faith. Faith in operation. I agree with your word and, and I call everyone's ears Blessed for they hear. Blessed are their eyes, for they see. Blessed are their hearts, for unto them it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Father, we pray for the church, even in this nation, in such a time as this, Father, that there may be a rising up of faith concerning your promises and concerning your purposes for this nation father we we ask you for your mercy and your grace upon our nation even tonight pray for the president pray for his deputy praying for for all this transition period father for the healing of our nation, for the healing of the people of this land, for the healing of even the church, the division that has been because of the political system. Father, we call this land healed in the name of Jesus. We call our nation healed in the name of Jesus. We call our president And all leaders in this nation healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness. I bless your people in the name of Jesus. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful for the living word of God that you have given to us. and For the spirit of truth to guide us and lead us into all truth. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' name.